Welcome to episode 162 of The Force Geeks. It's a Star Wars podcast. This is our third show of our fifth season, and we were not expecting to be doing this show quite as early as we are. Uh, We were going to take a two-week break, but then, you know, stuff happens. Star Wars, it was a busy week in Star Wars news, so we are just going to roll forward. Decided we got to do this. The country is a frozen tundra right now, but we're doing it anyway. As long as we got heat, we got a show. And we got plenty of heat created by Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Big (laughs) announcements from Lucasfilm. The movie you were not expecting that's set to go into production this year. And the confirmation for the Ahsoka series we desperately wanted. All that in the last week. Plus, how Dave Filoni is teasing what lies ahead for the former Padawan of Anakin Skywalker by addressing that huge cliffhanger we got at the end of Season 1 of Ahsoka. Also, Ezra Bridger actor. Imanis Fondi, he's sharing some perspectives from his time in the other galaxy far, far away. Plus, the rumor mill is cranking on a possible new Star Wars series that's taking a cue from the Marvel Universe and uh, could be just what many of us fans have been begging for. Begging for it. And the Game of Thrones showrunners, well, they have a new show hitting Netflix this year, but they're shedding light on the project they pitched Lucasfilm, which Lucasfilm passed on, by the way, and we look at Why that decision to drop them from the project seems a little confusing considering an announcement made at Star Wars Celebration just this last year. I'm Nate Custer, coming to you from Northwest Arkansas, the frozen tundra of Northwest Arkansas. My fellow Force Geek from Seattle, Jake Scott. Plenty of snow there, too. He's with us. And Chris Ridlon joining us from soon-to-be tundra, our nation's capital. Guys, how you doing, man? I don't have any snow. What are you talking about? You don't have any? I thought you did. No, like, I have, you know, a little skiff here and there, but people just south of me oh. have several inches, and it's been, well, you know, in the teens, so, yeah. There, there was some snow east of the mountains from there today in D.C. It just didn't oh, there do you go. anything. It didn't yeah. when it hit the ground. I don't have a ton of snow here. Yeah, just a few inches, but uh, it's it's the cold, man. It's the bitter, bitter cold, and uh, it takes me back to my days living in you know, Wisconsin. And, yeah, I saw uh, you guys it, were, like, that, well below zero there for... A while. Yeah, yeah, we're in the negative teens. Nice. We're in the negative teens. We'll be looking forward to that. That so sounds awesome. It's crazy all across the country to see all the impacts of just how big this, uh, uh, they're calling it the winter system, Heather is, is the name <laughs> of it. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny because my wife's name is Heather and, and uh, <sighs> it, it's stormy out there, but it's not stormy with my Heather, which it's is an good. icy bitch out there. Not in not in Nate's <laughs> oh, house. Damn. Not at my house. Uh, it, it is. We love you, yeah, Heather. Too we much you, time Heather. with the kids indoors right now. Yeah. Too much time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. None of the kids wanted to go out at lunchtime. That's probably not good with your. No. Our that, building that's is probably too not good for, for your relationship either. Like, too much time. <laughs> with definitely being not. Inside. Cramping our style. Yeah. yeah. Cramping our style for sure. Yeah, you have so. to be able to stay away from your significant other when necessary. It's hard to do when you're all stuck inside. It is. And also, I've been nerding out hardcore over all the stuff with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you there reading another Star Wars article? Yes. Yes, I am. There was so much stuff that happened this last yep. week. I was not expecting this. That announcement about uh, The Mandalorian and Grogu, the movie, that was a real surprise to me. Did not see that one coming. There's been a lot of rumors surrounding that for some time about people saying that they were thinking about making the fourth season and shifting it into a movie. But it sounds like what Lucasfilm decided to do is they kind of came up with a, a different plan entirely for that, and we'll go into that in a little bit. Do want to remind you, as always, want to give a big shout-out to DailySuperhero.com, run by our good friend and our fellow Force Geek, Mr. Daniel Wolf. It's where you can get your superhero and Star Wars news. In addition to supporting Dan, we ask that you support us by subscribing to this podcast 
leave us a positive review. We'd love to see those. We will read your uh, positive reviews on the show as well. Plus, give you a shout out. Just appreciate it. So uh, do that if you get a chance. Every little bit helps us out, and we do this because we love it. It's not actually advertised or anything like that. We're not making money off the show. We just love talking about Star Wars. It's what we do. We have a couple drinks, beverages. What are, what are you sipping on, Jake? Uh, I am doing the Absolute Berry Vodka Rita. Okay, Chris, how about you? What are you sipping Jack on? Jack and Tasty. Uh, there you go. There you go. I've got a Black Apple Blackberry Cider I'm Ooh, sipping on. That sounds good. I thought I'd... I thought I'd fruit it up Very tonight, sophisticated. guys. You're going to one finger out for that one? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> finger lift. Hey. Cider All is right. awesome. Uh, you should have just told yeah, Heather definitely. you were looking at, like, uh, Huskies news. And, you know, like, because you just can't <laughs> oh, get enough of the Huskies, bro. I have been following a lot of Huskies news because, obviously, uh, I, I'm bitter as hell because I'm, I'm still, I'm sporting Pac-12. I've even got my Pac-12 I hat on that. right now. I still have my Pac-12 stuff going. Uh, I'm Washington State Cougar. I'm still pissed off at UW for everything that happened. But, hey, I am feeling a little bad for you guys losing your head coach. I, I know that that's something that is not an easy thing to do. I remember oh. when old Alabama came hunting for our head coach after we run, we were you know running the table in the Pac-12 many, many years ago. And, uh, of course, he, he, he went to a gentleman's club, which he should not have done. Uh, the booster was like, hey, uh, hey, Mike, yeah. you want to go to a gentleman's club? We'll have a good time. Roll Tide, baby. Then he was fired. So uh, there, there was that. Uh, so if I have any advice for Kalen DeBorby, if the boosters come asking about a trip to the gentleman's club, you might want to take a hard pass on that one, Kalen. Okay? Just hard pass on that. Didn't work out so well for Mike Price. Just or saying. you just stay up here because, you know, we're a lot more yeah. open about stuff here in <laughs> Seattle, right? <laughs> it's a more forgiving spirit uh, with that sort of stuff, right? I believe yeah, so. There yeah. you go. So, yeah, I've been following a lot of college football news with everything, the shakeups, Alabama, Nick Saban retiring. And this is a Star Wars podcast, but I've been consumed by Star Wars and college football all week long as I've been running my mouth on social media about all those things. So, yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. Do want to remind you all, if, if, speaking of social media, make sure you hit us up there. You can uh, hit us up on Facebook, X, Instagram, wherever you want to. Check us out on YouTube. Just check us out at The Force Geeks and you'll get all of our content right there. Appreciate it. I also want to say, Big ups to Matt Tagami, who helps us out tremendously with all of our efforts here with Facebook and Instagram. Appreciate all he does. And though we create this show every week right here in the good old U.S. of A., we know that we have uh, listeners all over the globe, and we appreciate that audience and our international friends. So greetings and thanks to everyone listening all over the world. Uh, we've got some listeners checking in from Uganda, which is kind of neat to Dang. add that to our list of, of countries that we've hit. And uh, I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce the the city name because I just I, I can't nail it. I can't find a good pronunciation of it. So my apologies, but I am excited to add Uganda to our country of listeners. Uh, that, that's really cool to it's see. Not, it's yeah. not Kampala. Oh, it is not. Okay. It is not. Interesting. It, it was, uh, yeah, a lot of consonants and it, it was a long name and I just, there was no way I was going to uh, do it justice. So, uh, by the way, here in the States, we got to say what up to North Pole, Alaska. Dude. If you're working at the pole. North Pole. Uh, Been there. I, 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 I figured, yeah, I figured it was appropriate considering that it's basically North Pole temperatures all over the country yep. right now, essentially. So, uh, th that's, that's what it's like. Some so, really good friends. Uh, that thanks to North you pole. for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, great football player, uh, came out of there a while back. He used to play for Boise State, the Green Bay Packers. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting his last name right now. It's killing me, but, uh, Darren was his first name. But anyway, 
Uh, that's neither here nor there, but it came out of North Pole, Alaska. So, so good football being played up that way, too, since I was talking about college football earlier. We appreciate everyone listening. Your support is very much uh, a thing that we do not take for granted, and we appreciate your friendship in the force. Now, let's get started with the biggest news of the past week, guys. Kind of touched on this a moment ago. Lucasfilm announced that John Favreau will finally make a feature film for Star Wars, and it's currently titled, get this, they went really far out in the creativity space with this. The Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, that, that, that's the title. There's nothing more to it. That's the title. Mandalorian and Grogu. Yeah. I mean, do you need more, it's though? It's safe. Uh, it is Nobody's safe. Nobody's going to get mad about safe. that. It is descriptive. I wonder who's going to be in this one. Are they going to focus I'm on the first Jedi? Sure. With... No, no, Hopefully no, Mara Jade. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about We that. have had discussions about how does Mara Jade come into well, Star it's Wars. the right camp. era. Does it ever We're happen? talking about the Mando time. I know. She, this is the time frame she would be, according to the EU. Yes. This is around the time. I, I still keep hoping that someone is brave enough to add her into canon, because we know that George didn't like her, and Dave's pretty darn respectful yeah. of George's wishes when it comes to things. Now that he's you know, such a great a content, character arc, though. Creative director. Man. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's awesome. I don't get it. Why the hate for Mara? I don't understand. Redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be That can't be the reason why. Yeah, he can't Day-walker. be hating on the gingers. Come <laughs> on. Is she left-handed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, guys, I want to read the um, uh, the press release that we had on this. Let me see if I can find this right now. Is that the one uh, from the uh, Star Wars website? Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm going to pull this up if I can. I get was to very it. interested uh, in the order of names that they listed: Favreau, Kennedy, yeah. and then Filoni. To me, as a scientist, yes. the important person is at the end. Normally, the, the front really person, okay. That's how the front is. person is the one that does the work. The mentor is the one at the end, and the people in the middle don't matter. That's how you do science papers. Hmm. Well, here's how they've done it. This is the full release. It's short. It's just a few mm-hmm. paragraphs. Uh, it's not very long. The Mandalorian and Grogu are embarking on a new adventure to movie theaters. Directed by John Favreau and produced by Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni, The Mandalorian and Grogu will go into production in 2024. Here's a quote they gave us. I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created, said Favreau. The prospect of bringing The Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu to the big screen is extremely exciting. Then there's a quote from Kathy. John Favreau and Dave Filoni have ushered into Star Wars two new and beloved characters, and this new story is a perfect fit for the big screen, added Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. And then finally, we finish up with The Mandalorian and Grogu will lead Lucasfilm's ongoing feature development slate, including the films helmed by Charmaine Obeid Chinoy, James Mangold, and Dave Filoni, who is also currently developing Ahsoka Season 2 among those in the works. This is the way. So we got some big information from all of that. And one of the most important things I think that we can take away from this is that Dave still got his movie. Yeah, that I, was, I was worried that what, this was going to supplant exactly. that. Exactly. When I first saw this headline, that was the first thing I said. I was like, wait, so is like this Dave's movie? And now John's just like, right. you know, like I've taken over. Yeah. Give it, Dave. Give it. <laughs> it's, it's, is he taking it? I'm really glad to see that it's not the case, yeah. though. I did not see this coming. I, I know that there's been a lot of talk about, I mean, we heard the rumors that there was going to be, oh, well, with the writer's strike, everything's going on. They're going to take the fourth season. They're going to turn it into a movie. That was the thought. That's what we were hearing. And I was like, I don't know, guys. That doesn't make sense to me. 
just because it's been rooted in television. I would be shocked if they took all the content from a fourth season, potentially final season, by the way. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they took all that content that is going to Disney Plus to make it a movie. And, and here's the question I want to ask you guys. This was the pioneer for Star Wars television. This yep. is the show that got made. This is the show that launched Disney Plus. Yep. We are all trained to watching on Disney Plus at home. How is that going to translate with this show going to the theaters? Disney's been striking out left and right when it comes to what's been going on over the last year, year and a half when it comes to their movies. This seems like a gamble to me, potentially, when we as an audience are trained to just watch it at home. Will there be something that's going to create this, I gotta know, I can't wait till it comes to Disney Plus a few months after it hits theaters? Do you think this is a a successful move on their part? Well, basically, do you think it's set up to succeed by taking something and been watching at home and telling people, go to the movie theaters to see this? I think it'll work. I mean, I know it's going to work on me. Do you think it'll be a big success? Well, I mean, I think that all of us are going to have to recalibrate what we think of as a big success after COVID. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going to be a while before we... Top Gun 2 was a pretty huge success. Yeah, and that's the outlier, though, is the problem. I mean, there have been billion-dollar movies since COVID. True, but it isn't the same anymore, and you just... We're talking about yeah. it earlier. Disney's been striking out left and right, and obviously there's lots of debate about why that is, and I don't know the answer, but I just don't... I don't know. I, I don't... I think it would be hard to, like, piss people off with Mandalorian. Like, pretty it's safe, pretty safe it, and acceptable yeah. to just about. I mean, anybody. I think that's why, right? Like, they know that they can yeah. make this movie and make it a thing, and it's going to be good. Like, it's it, it may not be a this, home run, but it's gonna yeah, it's gonna land with a lot of people. We talked about a fan it. service even, even, extravaganza. Yeah, I feel like this is something that helps them keep their their timeline of their slate in order when it comes to what they've got out mm-hmm. planned for the movies. Because I think what they did do is they took the fourth season, and, and I want to talk about this. There's a rumor uh, out there that basically uh, Jason Ward from Making Star Wars, which has some pretty mm-hmm. good track records when it comes to predicting things that are going out there. He says that uh, Mando season four will be six episodes, not eight like it's been. It'll be six episodes, and the movie last will serve as the finale. Yep. Yeah. So it sounds like what they just like, like we've got a great season. Yeah. And it's the hybrid. Exactly. So you've got the majority of the season we'll see in the television series on Disney Plus, and they better have a kick ass cliff like cliffhanger to tempt us to get there. They're going to need a big cliffhanger. Yeah. And then also, is this approachable for people who maybe didn't watch the show that much? Uh, it's a pretty tall order. That's going to be a stretch, I think. It could be a stretch, which is why I don't think it'll even do uh, Rise of Skywalker numbers. I don't know that it crosses the billion-dollar mark. No. I just don't know that it does. Um, I'm very curious if it's more like the five hundred to 700,000 range. 700 million. So, yeah. Yeah, 700 mm-hmm. million. Sorry, I mean, 700 million. If you keep your production budget low and you don't, you don't uh, you know, advertise the hell out of it, make yeah. spend a lot of money on that, Marketing has got to be on its game, which is something that they pointed to that was a problem for Solo, that marketing was not good. 
They got to have a solid yeah, plan. They, they, they need to not need put better it this be one away. It's the first. I mean, essentially, this will be the first future movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's got to not. That's what suck. it looks like. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've been talking about how the Ray movie is set to go into production this year as well. So, uh, but that's not been confirmed. Only talked about. We know that it's in the works. They've got a script they've been working on. It sounds like this is going to go into production this year. But which one goes first? I have a feeling The Mandalorian is the easiest one to put forward because yeah. who knows what kind of reshoots you could be looking at for the Ray movie when they finally see that product and go like, this either works or it doesn't. Yeah. And, and they go back. I have a feeling we'll see res- you know, reshoots with the Ray movie. So this does make a lot of sense, but yeah. it also is a bit of a gamble when you've trained your audience to watch on television. And I don't think it'll do the big numbers that would really signal that Lucasfilm is back at the theaters, Jake. It's 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 just something that I, I don't see as being a, a solidifier yeah. that we are back. I don't know. I'm not big on going to the movies to begin with, so I'm probably not the expert on the topic, but I don't know. Would you go to the theaters to see oh, this 100%. movie? Though? Of course. Okay. What kind yeah, of question is that? Yeah. 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 And I'll be taking you know, I'll be taking my, my family. We're going to see this yeah. movie. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It's a Mandalorian, it's which Mandalorian you can, on the you know, big bring screen. Your family it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, so unless they make that. an effort to make it suck, it's going to be yeah. pretty good, at least pretty good. So for you guys, what does this movie need to make it a good time for you? We already know it's got Mandalorian and Grogu. What do you need from this movie to make it a fun, worthwhile outing that gets you into the theaters? Well, is there a recipe to success? Yeah, I mean, it needs to keep that space western feel that it had from season one. And... Season one definitely established, you know, that. some yes. sort of big reveal of some kind, like we got in season two, would be nice. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't know, and lots of Mandalorians, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, Chris, I, I think what it would be you? cool if they tied together New Jedi Order and the Mandalorian somehow. You know, there's tension between mm-hmm. that with Grogu, but 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 I think like with Jake, like if they if they just like make a kick-ass space western, like. That's fine with me too. I, I I hope it's not that. I hope it's something meaningful that advances the you know story arc. And you know, I, the interesting thing will, to me will be like what ends up in Dave's movie versus what ends up in this movie, right? Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. clearly the retcon of cloning and all that stuff is going to end up, you know, between Mando season four, Ahsoka, and you know those two movies. Like, you know, where are we at? So, but this now probably means that Dave's movie is more Ahsoka focused, which is interesting. Well, and there's been some talk about that. Listening to the Entertainment Weekly Digabah Dispatch podcast this last week, they had Iman Fondi, uh, who plays Ezra Bridger in Ahsoka, uh, and, and Dalton Ross was talking about how when he was talking to Dave Filoni at Celebration, he was like, hey, this movie of yours, it's basically like what an Avengers type deal, right? Bringing all these characters together. He's like, well, I don't want to call it that. But, but Dave was like, basically, yeah, that's what's going on. So it wasn't necessarily a Mandalorian-focused deal, but it's bringing in from the whole Mandoverse all these different people coming together. So that component of it still plays. Well, The Mandalorian yeah. Grogu is going to be focused on Mando and Grogu. Eh, Very clearly in the kind of like how Boba Fett focused on <laughs> Boba Fett. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm saying that's not... I don't really think that's the case. Yeah. But. but when you look at it, Dave's still should be fine because you see it right there at the end of that press release that Dave is working, you know, he's still listed as one of the uh, creatives that is directing a movie for Lucasfilm. So that's still there. So his, this reinforces to me even more that his is that Avengers style event that brings the whole Mandoverse together at that point to, you know, different characters. I imagine we'll see Jude Law, 
from um, you know the the new show skeleton game. Go ahead. i'm good with that like yeah. no loki uh the original avengers is my favorite marvel movie and i'm not a marvel fan so yeah. like i liked that movie i loved what they did with it and having yes. everybody come together to fight the big bad that yeah. is you know dangerous for everybody i love that sort of thing so it's fun, and they've spent the time introducing all these new characters yeah. to bring them together, just like Marvel did. Yes, now's the time yep. to bring them together. Yeah, and it would make sense that Ahsoka might be the focus of this, uh, and that Thrawn is the ultimate deal. I figure yeah. that's the the big showdown is 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 Thrawn. That's what we're leading up to. That's what sets it all up for Dave's movie. We'll see things take place. I wouldn't be shocked at all if we see Mando in Dave's movie, Mando and Grogu. That would make sense to me. So, but may not be the focus and Ahsoka yeah. probably will be. I and mean Thrawn can I'm play the big bad it. just delighted fine. by it. Him and that uh Captain Eunuch or whatever Enoch. <laughs> yeah, Enoch. That's the <laughs> Captain one. Eunuch. Oh man. Yeah. I mean we're not sure if he has a face, but he might not have other things <laughs> yeah. too. Is that what we're saying? Well, you know, Game of Thrones <laughs> influence here. Gotta have people yeah. that are all hacked up. For John's movie, do you think that uh Pedro Pascal is actually going to uh, maybe take more of an active role with this one? or I mean, he doesn't need to, but I'm curious if it's a feature film, does he want to be more intimately involved? That's kind of my big question. Tough call. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, you save so much money having him just do voice. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, I, yeah. you got to think. And he's you busy think, as hell. You got to think Bob Iger is going to be like, you know, dude, men run it. Don't, don't Make have to take his mask off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's I done some not. movies, I obviously, not, in his career. Yeah. yeah. I kind of hope he's a little more involved. Does I he want to so be more involved? Like, yeah. this is taking the character that everyone associates with me to the big screen. Do I want to be more involved? Yeah. And we'll see. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious if he wants to take more of an ownership role with it. And we'll see how it all develops. But I'm very curious. I kind of hope so. If I were betting on it, I kind of think he might be a little more involved, but not fully. Well, I, that, I that'll think be that the... that's... Sorry, go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's kind of the strength of Star Wars is that people inhabit these characters and like actually take them seriously and have a feeling of responsibility for them. You know, every mm -hmm. actor you talk to, it's the same thing. Like, you know, I feel responsible for this character. I want to make sure it's well taken care of, blah, blah, blah. And that's awesome. I mean, because they're important yeah. to us. So. Chris. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, they kind of have, different directors, you know, through Mando and stuff like that and all the TV shows. And so, you know, how are they going to morph that? I think that'll be one of the most interesting things of like taking a TV show and morphing it into a movie is like, you know, now you have a director, like you're going to have like a second unit and stuff like that, you know, and maybe it's eighties, but like, you know, are they going to bring yeah. in like Deborah Chow, them, like, you know, like, you know, BDH, Bryce Dallas Howard, like, you know, like, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. So. There's a deep bench that's developed from The Mandalorian right. uh, yeah. that I am just very curious. When are they going to get a feature film to direct? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a multitude of people. You know, Rick Famuyiwa is one Rick, I'm yeah, particularly awesome. interested in. Like, he's directed some of my most favorite episodes of that yep. show. He needs a movie. So does Bryce, you know? Yeah. I'm really excited about the idea of Bryce Dallas Howard getting one. I just don't know so. how much more room we have for movies that may or may not get made. This, this is true. This is true. And especially when they consider they want to pace them out at least a couple years apart, maybe three. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. Uh, also from that, that announcement, you know, uh, 
we got the confirmation we've been waiting for for a while that uh, season two of Ahsoka is indeed happening. Finally. I mean, we've been wondering, like, this is what they're waiting for. They wanted to be able to announce John's movie and this. Is it kind of strange to you how they dropped it? Like that it wasn't a bigger deal. Almost all the stuff they've announced has been a bigger deal. This was just a straight press release to, you know, media outlets. They, they dropped it on StarWars.com. Yeah, I don't know. And then the media folks started running with it. I don't know what the deal is there. It's, it's odd. It is a little odd. Especially like right after the holidays are done. I'm kind of surprised they didn't wait for some sort of forum to, to drop this. Maybe they feel like <laughs> this announcement's not a big enough deal to get like shareholders excited, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I am a little surprised that typically they have timed these announcements to be a much bigger thing. Star Wars Celebration, shareholders, all these different things is when they've been making these announcements. But for this, it's like, we're just going to drop it on our website and let everyone run with it. Here you go. Yeah. So... I, I, don't I don't know if it. that's a like a lack of confidence in. Th- I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely speculating. It's hard to tell. Maybe somebody it's, just did something stupid. It's something different yeah. for sure. It's I, I mean, uh, but you know, never assume like malice when stupidity will suffice. That's what I say. And mm-hmm. given like how they mismanaged marketing before, it just makes me nervous. So very true. Well, that's kind of why I'm like, this is not a very big to do you're making. So when it comes to marketing, I like yeah, an event. This is not the way. You know? And so. This is not how I would do it. This is not the way. You're this right, Jake. That's way. exactly well put. Yeah, I'm a little, a little concerned. It makes me concerned, but I'm still excited. I'm cautiously oh, optimistic about how things will go, but I mean, there's a little nagging thing at the back of my head on this one, so we'll see how I mean, it plays yeah, out. I have, I have always got some sort of a complaint about every movie that they've done, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't love them and enjoy yeah, watching exactly. them. I mean, they're yeah. still Star Wars. So. Yeah. How about that sketch that Dave put out shortly after oh, the announcement yeah. was That's made cool. where you see Ahsoka and Sabine standing on the outstretched hand of the father, yep. that monolith that's on Paradia or Paradia, however you want to say it. I, I think it was so cool to see that because that really picks up where we left off because the last time we saw that Bailin was Balin's skull standing yep. out there. And that tells us. He is taking us on Balin's journey. We're following, and we are yep. going to go there and see what that's about. I'm so glad, but it seems such a definitive way to just say, let me reassure you. Yes, I know we left that in a big cliffhanger. Yeah. Yes, you want to know what happened to Balin. We are going to find out. Yeah, I think that's I trust we are going Dave. to find out. I know yeah. it'll take Dave care of I do too. So... But please recast that role. Yeah. I need to see more of the Balin's yeah, story. I need, need to, to see it. Happens. Yeah. So... Sir, it's, the it, real question it sucks is: to not have what are we going to get? Are we going to get Abeloth? Are we going to get the sun? Are we going to get what? <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I I keep going back to the end of that show and in seeing the the Force Ghost of Anakin. Yeah, I feel like that's that's not by chance. You know, you think that, Anakin that's took over after he died. I I am curious if that's why Anakin doesn't really show up too much with. Luke, because if you go back and, and read, he's busy. Yeah, he's busy elsewhere, tending to the galaxy, to the, the light with side the and dark and sides of the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like that he is finally realizing he is the chosen one, and this is the chosen one's point. I mean, like that's the whole reason for existence is to serve as the father. Yeah. So I feel like that's that's where this is going. That's me speculating, obviously, but. I think that's what makes the most sense to me, and that that Balin wants to understand 
this whole thing with the father, the son, and the daughter, all of that, the light side and the dark side of the force. He doesn't really you know, prescribe to one versus the other. He's somewhere in between. Yeah. And the father is one between. That's why I think that we see Anakin. And I think that's why that if you if you go to the literary world of Star Wars and the books, you learn that really Luke only got one interaction with his dad at one point. And and not ruining too much because the book's a couple years old now at this point, but that just recently showed up in the last few years on the I forget the name of the book, but it's where he goes with Lando and they're on an adventure and you are leading up to all the things that happened in um with Ray's parents. Yeah. You learn all about that stuff. And he's like on this hunt for Sith artifacts yep. and Jedi artifacts, and the Sith artifacts is what gets him at this point. And and you learn that he had one interaction with his dad as a force ghost, and that was really about it. Anakin only shows up one time. And that's it. Yeah. So I feel like that's why it's because he's busy elsewhere in, in the universe, not just the galaxy, the universe. I would think so. And, you know, now that you mention it, that was a really great book. I still don't remember the name of it, but yeah. excellent book. I, I, can, I can search it out. I'll find it in a moment. I'm but, looking at um, it right, or looking for it right okay, now. Okay, great. So. Yeah. <clears throat> it was good. Shadow I enjoyed it. It was, it was kind of neat to see. Shadow, Shadow of the, the Sith. There it is. There you go. Uh, it, it was well written. It was neat because you get more story about Lando and you also get more about Luke and it's Luke in his prime. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was an entertaining story. It was a good read. Definitely yep. recommend that one. But it tells you things you need to know leading up to Rise of Skywalker and the events of the sequel trilogy. And then also it leads into some things that were going on elsewhere in the galaxy and, and specifically with Anakin in that brief mention. So all those things pl- come into play and is really good. So, there's all that stuff going on. Cannot wait to see where Dave takes us for season two. So glad we're getting a season two. And then from everything we're hearing from folks that are insiders is what this will do is season two will set up what's going on when you get to Dave's movie, which is the Avengers style event movie where everyone comes together. So I'm guessing we only get two seasons of Ahsoka and that's it. And then the the conclusion of that story comes to a close with the movie. That would be my guess. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong because I want more. So, yeah, that's what we're kind of looking at. No, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So in a recent interview with Entertainment Weekly Star Wars podcast, I've talked about it before, the Dagobah Dispatch, Iman Asfani talked about a moment that made him appreciate the fact that he's in Star Wars. And and, and I want to tell you that, like, he's got some interesting things when he talks about his role with Star Wars. If you'll recall, we all talked an awful lot about how he nailed the role of Ezra Bridger. Yes. Like he was very Ezra. Well, it, it turns out he didn't even watch Rebels. Did you know that? Ah, well, he didn't I watch mean, it. A lot of actors do that. Like they either go yeah. one way or the other. They really immerse themselves or they stay away from it completely. Like Zachary Quinto, yeah. when he did Star Wars, Star Trek, didn't watch any yeah. of the original content because he wanted to bring his, own, his own thing spin to on it. it. And that was great. Yep. He did a good job. So, so, have you heard the story about how Iman Fandi connected with the character of Ezra? I don't think I have, actually. It's a very, as he put it, woo-woo situation. <laughs> very, so he, he said that uh, basically he felt like there was this thing going on. Like he, he's got this casting going on. He wanted to be an Aladdin, didn't get Aladdin. Then he heard about this space Aladdin story. Well, space Aladdin turned out to be Ezra Bridger. <laughs> space Aladdin. From all the casting stuff. Yeah, Space Aladdin was turning out to be Ezra Bridger. So uh, he kind of looked into it a little bit and was like, you know, oh, my gosh, I I look like this dude. Yeah. You know, like I and he looked at some old pictures he had of him with some colored hair 
and some different things he'd done on the wild side. He seems like a real California kind of dude yeah. to me, uh, the way he talks. But he, he's like, not to get too woo-woo on this, but basically I feel like uh, I, I felt this connection right away. Had not watched the show, didn't know anything about it, but uh, he manifested in my living room. And uh, I was like <laughs> talking to him. We are both like, dude. Yeah. Are we doing this? Yeah, That's we're doing crazy. it. Like he talks about like he had this like genuine conversation with the character like it was a spirit of mm-hmm. some sort that had come to visit him. Whatever you got to do like, to practice your craft, I guess, cuz I don't get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is very interesting to hear his take on the whole situation. So he kind of talked about like he knew this this connection. And so he was saying that once he got the part, which he was very excited about, uh and also he told his manager he wanted to get this part and like have you heard about something we haven't cuz we don't know about this. He's like, no, 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 just trust me. Just trust me. And so uh, all is in this interview with the Dagobah Dispatch. I, I definitely recommend you check it out. It is worth doing to hear this kind of spiritual take on the character uh, of, of how things came to be. But basically, he, he felt like, I'm already in tune with Ezra. I don't want to mess that up. So I'm not going to watch episodes of Rebels. Because if yeah. I do, I feel like it'll screw things up. It's like, I, I'm already in tune. And plus casting director everyone who's involved dave they're all telling like what you're doing is exactly what we want yeah and that's why you also hear many members of the cast saying like he couldn't have been any more ezra he could not have been like they're like iman is ezra yeah like they're kindred spirits so i think that's pretty interesting how that all played out but i'm excited to see him take it further because we only got such a little bit of him yes yes yeah and here's an interesting bit. So the very end, when he goes up and sees Hera for the first time at the end of the show, that was his first scene. That was his first day of casting, like uh, of being a member wow. of the cast. That was the first That's thing cool. he shot. So I thought that was very cool that it's the end. And he's like, he's like, it couldn't feel like he named that as one of the moments that made him feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in Star Wars yeah. now. Walking down the plank of that ship, uh, you know, the the catwalk thing that goes down and and he's in the stormtrooper gear and he goes up and he talks to Hera and he's like, there she is. She's all green. It's Mary Elizabeth. She looks amazing. And it's so cool. And like, there's yep. all these extras, all this stuff going on. He's like, it couldn't have been any more star Wars that moment, but he did yeah, talk on go the ahead, deck Chris. of home one. I mean, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So he, he talks about <clears throat> another moment that made him appreciate the fact that he's in star Wars and it involved a scene with Hayden Christensen. And we talked about this just a moment ago at the end of the show, when he appears as a force ghost, and this is one of the big moments that he had. So take a listen to this. So we were talking and then, and then I like go to the monitors and I watch them shoot the scene and like watching them shoot the scene. That's when it dawned on me. Like, oh yeah, that's Anakin. Like, <laughs> like, whoa. Like, I guess I just, to me, it was Hayden because that's how I met him. And then I saw him on that hill and, and the whole scene is so mystical and so like, you know, it's like such a moment. And it was also like 2 or 3 a.m. or something. I was like a little delirious. So I was like, whoa, like this is dreamy, you know, like this is this is very Star Wars right now. I felt like a fly on the wall. I felt like a fly on the wall most of the time, to be honest. And and then they'd be like, get in the shot. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> down. Um, so yeah, those two moments. It's pretty funny. Again, are you picking up that California yeah. vibe from him? <laughs> Yeah, very, very much. much so in the style yeah. of speaking. Yeah, but I thought that was funny because he before that that clip I just played, he was talking about how he met Hayden that day, and he was just kind of like hanging out with them, and, and they had a very chill conversation. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go do my scene now. And then he's watching, he's like, oh yeah, 
Hayden's kind of a big deal. He's Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Okay, yeah, yeah. A.K.A. Darth Vader. Yeah, and and here's something, too, that he revealed. He's like, he didn't really grow up on Star Wars. He wasn't a very Star Warsy guy, but he has an affinity for it now. He loves it, and he knew that he wanted to be a part of it real bad, and he did go back and actually watch Rebels after he finished. After because, he's again, done. He did not want to taint what he was doing because everyone's like, this is exactly what we want. This is exactly what we want. And he was worried that if he started styling his, his performance off of what he saw from Taylor Gray in the animated series, that it might mess up what he was doing. He's like, I've already got this connection with the character. I don't want to lose it. So yeah. uh, he only watched specifically a, a curated list that Dave Filoni had given him to like watch these episodes so you understand what's going on in the, in the weight of the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the mythology of Star Wars is a special thing, and it sucks people in. Yeah. Once they get near it, it's like a black hole. Once you get close enough, yeah. you're you're in it forever, you know? He did say that he went and did a ton of research on him, though. It's like, he basically, I, I treated it like it was a biopic, right? Mm-hmm. And I was looking up the, you know, the life of a dead person I was going to portray. Sure. So that's what he was doing. So he's like, I went to, you know... Wikipedia, and I went to all these different things. I watched tons of of these videos of the importance of Ezra in the galaxy and what he's meant and all the things he did. So he knew what happened to Ezra. He just didn't want to base his performance off he of what he had done previously. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can respect that. That all makes sense, especially if you feel like you're locked in and you've got what you need to do it right. You don't want to screw that up and get fired Yeah. because you started to like try to make it because clearly he was bringing something to the table that they liked and you didn't want to mess that up. So. Uh, let, let's take a listen to this. Uh, so this is when he has, uh, he, after he finally watched rebels, he wraps shooting of Ahsoka and then he goes and watches this. And this is what he told Devin Kogan from uh, entertainment weekly. So take a listen to this. That was strange. That was, I mean, strange. It was like, uh, I got emotional. I got very emotional. And I, I remember thinking like, is that you, Ezra, getting emotional, like, watching this, or is that me? Uh, but yeah, it was strange, because it felt like watching a younger version of me, just different circumstances, but similar life lessons, similar growth, similar um, trouble, right? Similar, like, get yourself in trouble with, like, a big mouth or a snarky colony there. But then similar, uh, you know, similar arc. I was like, whoa, this is so funny because i feel so resonant to this kid that i'm watching um and obviously now the older version and i are in cahoots together so yeah it was strange but it was it was really touching it's so cool to hear him talk about that again the full interview you can check that out on the dagobah podcast from entertainment weekly it's really awesome it was cool it's like about 20 minutes with him on his fondy and devin kogan did a great job of talking to him about the fight sequences and he shares a story about how the very first scene he shot of his very first fight sequence, he totally spilled and just like fell on the floor <laughs> and he was embarrassed. Cause everyone's like, can this kid do this? Uh, we're a little worried. And he talked about the things he was able to do with training, the things he wasn't, he goes into all of it. So it's a really, really interesting interview. I highly encourage you to check it out against dig dispatch. And that is from entertainment weekly. And it is really, really good stuff. So guys, that's the the stuff I've got from Iman. Very cool to hear all of that stuff from him. Uh, he's a he's a very like seems like just an energetic guy, and he really does mm-hmm. seem like he is a lot like Ezra and his very kind of, much the demeanor and how he yeah, carries demeanor himself. Demeanor and whatnot. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it was good. 
So, and, and I loved his performance. I thought he absolutely nailed it. And I was like, I remember talking to you guys after we first saw him, like, oh my gosh, he's so Ezra. He yeah. did such a good yeah. job. That's why I'm so excited he to see it. more because I want to see him take more. He hadn't more watched any Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just so amazed because we're all like, he is totally nailing the character of Ezra. And it's did all without ever watching a single episode yeah, of the series. That's other impressive. Than a few curated episodes that Dave told him to watch. So I love that. All right. So uh, how about this, guys? Uh, we've talked about future Ahsoka season two. We've talked about future movies. How about another TV show? Got a rumor coming out uh, from a somewhat reliable source. This one from Daniel Richtman. And on X, he is at Daniel RPK. We've talked about him before mm-hmm. on the show. He has a pretty decent track record. He's an insider. Yes. He gets a lot of stuff. Specifically, he does a lot of Marvel stuff, but he's also into Star Wars, which is, I mean, pretty common. A lot of us are that way. Uh, he has a pretty decent track record, as I said. And, and he said this, that, that Lucasfilm is developing a Star Wars What If series. If that's true, guys. If that's true. If that's true. What if it were true? <laughs> I'm so excited for this. It could be fun. It could be really fun. I still think, as I told you in our text group, that they'll probably stay away from some of the um, things that the fandom has been really, really, you know. What if Jar Jar was really a Sith? A, a Sith? Lord. That'd be fun. Mind. I think they'll avoid the whole, what if Luke didn't die? What if Luke didn't hide away? I think yeah. they'll avoid all of that. What if Luke married the a Gamorrean? Is, you know? Yeah. What if uh, <laughs> they had, you know, what if, what if Rose and and Finn didn't go on a side trek that didn't matter, you know, ultimately. In. And there's, there's a lot of people who would argue with me on that, that it was important and all that, whatever. But what if they didn't? Uh, what yeah. if they didn't? It would have been a better uh, movie. That's what if. It might have been a better movie. But what if Anakin didn't turn? What if Anakin did take up? What if Padme joined him? What if Obi-Wan was a Sith? What if, like, what if, like, I mean, there's so many what if possibilities. Luke's father was actually Jar Jar Binks. What if Misa Luke was a bad girl? <laughs> <laughs> the possibilities are so well, great in multiple you know, that seasons. recent stuff of Qui Gon yeah. was really the father. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't buy that. Qui Gon hooked to a Shmi. Yeah. No, uh, there's no way. No. Qui Gon's intimately important and involved with the Skywalker family, but. He was not Anakin's father. His intimate lack of intimacy was very important to the story. Mm. Right. I still (laughs) like the idea that uh, Anakin was brought about by the Emperor and and he was willed into life from the Force, like from the manipulation of the Force. So like the Emperor took a whole bunch of midichlorians hostage and forced them to create Anakin. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that's been said about that. And, you know, the Darth Vader comics from, I think, 2017, 2018, uh, Greg Pak, that they were kind of delving into mm-hmm. that whole idea that uh, that Pat like that Palpatine had essentially harnessed the power of the midichlorians and willed Anakin into being within Shmi. Now, is it a stretch? Yeah, totally is. Totally is a stretch. And did they ever fully confirm it? Nope, sure didn't. But it's a very interesting theory, and uh, I-, I would run with it. I, I like that. I idea. think it's as good as anything else. Do like I mean, how successful do you think a what if series would be? Do you think that people would be pissed? I mean, I've really loved the Marvel series. Both seasons have been standouts. They've been really good. I think it could so be really cool if now granted I haven't watched the Marvel one, but I think it could be really cool if they picked the right stuff and they kind of stay away yeah. from the core 
the core things and kind of like stick to the B list people or the B list objects or whatever. Yeah. Stay away from uh, the. I mean, it, it could stuff. also be super divisive. Like you just don't. Well, know. Of course, that's it, why it's you hard to stick know, to the you know. the B list. Yeah. Nah. I think what has made the Marvel series so good is they've stuck with the A list quite yeah. a bit. They brought in some B listers, mm-hmm. but they have stuck with the A list, and it's made it a lot of fun. Like, what if Star Lord was actually uh, from Wakanda, and it was uh, Black Panther that that became Star Lord? And a, a weird twist of events. Maybe he would have they, better dance moves. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that's one of the favorites from from that show that that fans really loved seeing is T'Challa. Became Star Lord. It was great. Instead of Black Panther, instead of being coming the Black Panther, and he had elements of the Black Panther in his outfit and stuff. Uh, But he he was actually then the one that was raised uh, out in the outskirts by the Ravagers and had a great relationship with them all. So I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, it's so worth checking out. And they've got some of the stars that are in the movies doing the voice roles. Isn't that that the one where they have? Captain Carter become Captain America or yes. whatever. She is Captain Carter. Yeah. Yep. She becomes Captain Got Carter. It. So instead of uh, Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, there's cool stuff. So like, again, converting that, that sort of formula and putting it to use with star Wars, to me, it's a home run. It, it makes a lot of sense to do. And it allows the fandom, some of the fan theories that have been out there are things that fans have asked about. That's like fan service to the nth degree. Yeah. Like, you think that was cool? Check this out. We're going to do your theory and run with it and see what it could have been like. I mean, it's just, to me, if that's a recipe for success. If they the right success. stories, it could be awesome, and I would definitely watch it. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see stuff with Obi-Wan. I would love to see stuff with Palpatine. I mean, all that stuff would be so cool. And, and again, like, what if, what if Padme had said yes to Anakin and joined by his side, and they ruled together? Like, what if they were successful in that? With her in the Senate? And with him and the power, and they betray Emperor Palpatine, that's such a fun story to tell. And they raise and raising Luke and Leia. their Jedi twi- yeah. or their Sith twins, you know? I mean, come on. There's so much possibility there. So I- I'm hoping that this, again, not confirmed by Lucasfilm, take it with a grain of salt. But I will say that, that Daniel Rickman has a pretty good track record, and it makes a ton of sense. If you're looking for home runs, and you're looking at what Marvel has done. Marvel's had some big whiffs here lately, but what is successful still <laughs> yeah. is What If. And the second season dropped in December, and it's doing well. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, v- Visions did well, I think, because of yeah. that exact thing, where it's like a just a different twist that you wouldn't have thought of. So it, That's it, right. It could, it could work. I think oh, it, it will definitely work. They work. just need to commit to it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love it, and it would be neat if they got you know some of the actors from the movies involved, but they don't have to. It's voiceover work, which is a different level of, of need that they have. And it's not quite as intense as yeah. it is to be, you know, fully on set. So maybe get some of those folks. I mean, shoot, Mark Hamill would be on board for sure. Well, I mean, come yeah, on. he's a voiceover. He's had a team. hell of a career in voiceover. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, let's make this happen, guys. Uh, also, I do want to talk about something that's kind of interesting here. Uh, check this out. The Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, they're finally talking about their failed Star Wars movie while promoting their upcoming Netflix sci-fi series, Three Body Problem. You guys heard about this show yet? Yeah, I tried to I've read the book, it. and oh my God, I have never, other than maybe The High Republic, I've never had so much trouble trying to like actually get into a book before. 
Well, I mean, it is, you know, translated from Chinese, the original Chinese. I get Chinese. that, and it's obvious that it is, but yeah. it's just so boring. It's like a Tom Clancy <laughs> buildup, but 20 times worse. Well, guess what? You thought that was boring. Wait till you see the show. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know how the show is going to be. I watched the trailer I mean, for it yesterday, and it looks interesting. Yeah, like It does I look think, interesting. Honestly, the story might be more successful as a movie or a short series than it would be as a book because or a try it's actually a trilogy but they're only it's doing a trilogy the first of books, book yep. so i think right. that honestly the compression factor you're going to have to see happen there might make it easier to work have the story work and be better for those of us that were having trouble getting into the whole thing yeah it's an interesting you know concept. it's interesting too yeah uh, they're doing 8 episodes for that first book and in China, they have another company that has distribution rights for the story there for video, and that's going to be 30 episodes Wow! for the first that's book. That's quite there. a difference. So it's, it's, it is. Now, I will say this, that, that Weiss and Benioff, they have a lot of success in adapting existing source material. Everyone kind of swung away from loving them so much when they had to go off on their own because George R.R. R. Martin had failed to finish his series, Song of Ice and Fire. So... Everyone was loving everything they were doing until they had to go off on their own because, like, George, I, I, you kind of George us here. killed everyone at the end and still, there was no one yeah. left. Still has. Still hasn't done it. Yeah. Still not done. Yeah. Still. That's so, because everybody's like, dead. It's like the Wheel of Time, only, only, it's like the Wheel of Time, only George R. R. Martin's still alive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. and it's not 5,000 books long. Also that. Yeah. So there's really long books. Yeah, exactly. But we Benioff and Weiss, geez. they're t- they're they're on the you know the circuit of talking about their new series that drops in March on Netflix. But they're also talking about some other subjects, including uh, when they were talking with the Hollywood Reporter and talked about specifically what happened with Star Wars. They were on board for potentially a trilogy, and then all bets were off; they were gone, and they they parted ways. Well, here's a quote from them. Uh, and this is from Benioff. Uh, David Benioff, he said, quote, we wanted to do the first Jedi, basically how the Jedi Order came to be, why it came to be the first lightsaber. That's the story. And apparently they talk about, you know, how, (laughs) yeah, Lucasfilm just wasn't into it. And and I'll, I'll give you more quotes here. And we were annoyed as hell when Ryan Johnson, who, by the way, the duels duo has been longtime friends with. And he's also Ryan Johnson, a three body problem producer, by the way. We were annoyed as hell when Ryan called his movie The Last Jedi. Why says, he said that dryly as a joke. He was kidding, but he was making the point. He completely destroyed the obvious title for what we were working on, The First Jedi. Wow. You, you don't At, say. Ryan came in and yeah. screwed it all up. Surely you jest. <laughs> so asked what went wrong, Benioff said this, quote, Lucasfilm ended up not wanting to do a First Jedi story. We had a very specific story idea in mind, and ultimately they decided that they didn't want to do that, and we totally get it. It's their company, and their IP, but we weren't the droids they were looking for. End quote. Except they're doing the story. James Mangold's doing the story of the first Jedi. Yeah, it could have been so good if they'd been let let loose to do that. I want to point out. Do you do you think uh, do you think when KK is like you know, chopping these people and their projects, like, does she, does she maniacally laugh? Their yes. Most re- their most recent thing is like not so popular or is she actually like predicting I don't that know. they're going to not be so popular? Like, 
Well, that chicken and egg, like Wonder Woman 2, did it come out before she really chicken Patty Jenkins? I, I do think there's something to that, Chris, because yeah. the reception to Wonder Woman 2 was not great. No. The uh-huh. reception to the end of Game of Thrones, a lot of Terrible. people had issues with that. And yep. I do want to point out that they are working on a show that's massively expensive with three-body problem. Yeah. Huge budget. Big Huge. time CGI. They are known for having a lot of success when they are adapting existing content. Right. Source material that exists. Yeah. It's when they lost that that source material, things went astray. Yeah. So I hate it when there's no source material. I would material say to, to all those Yeah, I would say to all those who are looking at if Three Body Problem becomes super successful, another big smash hit, and you're like, why aren't they working on a Star Wars movie? They adapted existing source material. That might be what their strength is. Perhaps because if you recall, they had a deal with HBO for a movie called Confederacy, the Confederacy, which was going to be about what if the Confederacy had won? What if they had, the South had won their independence from the United States wow. and slavery still existed today? Yeah. Yeah. Controversial. And they found out when HBO made the announcement this show was happening, all of a sudden HBO went quiet and all of a sudden that deal doesn't exist. I anymore. can't imagine why. That's not happening. <laughs> Wait, which yeah. was it? Uh, what is it? The Con- Conroy or whatever? What are you talking about? Like, uh, which, what, what was it? Who was the author of the thing they were going to adapt? Was that the author for Confederacy? The Confederacy? I don't know anything about if there was an author. I think that was an original idea. But Mm. what I'm saying is, if you look at, if, if, if this three body problem show is super successful, again, they are adapting wildly popular source material that exists. And that might be their niche, taking something that exists. I think I feel like you're trying to get somewhere with this. Yeah. Existing source I, I material Lucasfilm, being adapted. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ew. Maybe Lucasfilm didn't feel like there was anything good enough in the story they were pitching about the first well, Jedi because they were making up their own story about the first yeah. Jedi. Yeah. I mean, maybe give them some really good ease. Because there is no source material for that. them to use. So they have right. to go out on their right. own. Because Kathy says That's stuff. what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. So I think that they just didn't like the story they pitched. So maybe like, eh. if we got yeah. rid of Kathy. They could go use the source material that really does exist that she denies, and it would be really cool. Like well, I have to they tell could do you, the New Jedi yeah. series, New Jedi Order, yeah, and bring the Yuuzhan Vong in and really just make it a horror show. Wouldn't they're that bad. make sense if that is indeed what they're doing for the New Jedi Order? That the Ray movie is she's trying to set up the New Jedi Order, and they do bring in those elements because oh man, I mean Dave's been involved. He's been involved. Oh, Dave loves the EU. I hope they get a hold of Ray and turn her into a Yuuzhan Vong shaper and like carve a shit into her forehead like they did to Hiri Vela. Anyway, sorry, going off on an EU tangent. That is very disturbing, That's but okay. Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm telling <laughs> you, the new Jedi Order uh, books I, are awesome. I do hope that they can manage to, you know, just like we talked last time, man, just make these things all hang together, provide yeah. some continuity. Yeah. Like, please, for the love of all that is holy, not make this Ray movie. I don't know. Like, Daisy Ridley was like, oh, I really like the idea. Like, you know, the the plot's awesome. It's really unique things. I'm like, oh. Bad news. Not Ryan Johnson, you know, unique. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, I'm very curious to see where they go with all this stuff. There's a lot Let of potential. Let St. Dave have, yeah. like. They need to have somebody whose authority. entire job is continuity and storytelling, like continuity basically like they used to have they have that i yeah but no <laughs> pablo hidalgo is still part of story group, yeah man. but no he's, he's still there yeah but no okay i just like 
Dave needs to have final. Well, a lot of people pretty much say that Dave is that guy now. Good. Yeah, they, they say that like, his his knowledge is pretty pretty deep, and yeah, he's involved in a lot of the continuity discussions. I wonder which if makes he's read all the content or if he's he's got so much other stuff going on. I doubt he's read them all, but I mean, it's possible. Most there's of them. so much out there. I mean, yeah. there's what, hundreds of books. Yeah, there's hundreds. He's probably read most of them. Yeah, he might have. I he might know. have. He's so busy all the time. He's pretty good with the continuity. He is very busy, you know, creating stuff. I don't know how much time he has to just take that stuff in, unless he's, you know, just read other people's every... crap. Yeah, I mean, unless he's like listening to the audiobooks at every turn that he can. Yeah, you know, maybe. So he's like directing but a movie I... in one and listening to the audiobook in the other ear. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what it basically have to be. I do feel like his movie will incorporate elements of the EU. Oh, undoubtedly. Specifically with the Thrawn trilogy. Uh, that, uh, that all all this stuff has. Yeah. All this stuff has. Yeah. So. He obviously has I feel like that's where we're going. for a big chunk of the EU anyway, because he keeps drawing from it. So, Yep. I do want to point out, Dan Wolf floated an idea that he would love it if they do decide to bring in Mara Jade. He would love it if she came from the other galaxy. Like, that's how they bring her into the game. Mm, interesting. And it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting cool. idea. Yeah. I mean, there isn't really I, I, any reason why they couldn't. I mean, yeah. she's, I still like like, a knight, she's like a night sister. Yeah, potentially. Well, she is I like the idea that so. she. Yeah, I like the idea that she had that connection with the Emperor as the Hand of the Emperor. I, I still yeah. like that. If you read the original Thrawn trilogy from the 90s, to me, I just think that was such a genius, you know, stroke uh, to, to have her involved that way and to have her animosity toward Luke and how that all works out that she winds up becoming close to Luke. I think all of that is so amazing. It's such a it great is. story. It was one of the things that we liked from those original yep. novels. And I'd love to see something like that work its way in again. And plus I would like to see Luke Skywalker married. Yeah. I, I think that'd be really cool. You I need, don't think it's going to happen. You need to read allegiance if you haven't done it yet. I have not read allegiance. Yeah. That's a big Mara okay. Jade story. I'll put that in my, my list. Her and Stormtrooper yeah. stuff. So yeah, I'm trying to think of how many star Wars books I've read now. It, it's, it, it, it pales in comparison to what you've done, but I think I'm around like 20 something. Now, yeah. Around 25, I think. Nice. So, very, very small number of the hundreds that are out there, but I don't know if there's uh, in hundreds, recent years, maybe 150. I think there's a couple hundred. Maybe. In all I, honesty, I think there's a couple hundred. Yeah. I probably there's, there's have a lot of them out there. I probably have about a hundred of them right here in this room. The Lucasfilm publishing initiative went pretty hardcore for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. People bought and, the books. They're churning out some IP. Yeah. So, some of the best I mean, Star Wars stories out there. There are some really fantastic ones out there. For no source sure. material, nope. though. Yeah. It's all no, imagination. There's, there's no source material out there. It's not like Marvel, where they have all this stuff. Mm-mm. These stories have been told before. Thank God. Okay, it's well, not we're like just Marvel. going down the, the rabbit hole of how we feel about uh, Kathy and, and her, you know, lack of interest in, in the EU when there's some great stories there. But big, big week for Star Wars, guys. Yep. Huge week. And yep. that's why we had to come to you a week earlier than we were planning on. So again, that that's bringing things to a close, I think, for the day, guys. Is yep. there anything that, any final thoughts you have about the thing that you're most excited about, whether it's Ahsoka season two, uh, the fact that Dave's movie is untouched and still continues on, that John Favreau has his own movie, and Mandalorian and Grogu are going to have their own adventure on the big screen, uh, the What If series, potential for that, all these different things. What has you the most excited of all the things and the potential that lies ahead. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. I just think that there's actually going to be two movies that are actually going to happen. Like, yep. 
I'm just stoked for that. Like it's it's in just production this so year. old getting excited for things and like yeah. them not happening. So yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, John Favreau is a legit movie maker. Yep. He is so embedded in this. Kathy yeah. can't fire him. So that's true. Yeah. Probably. I'm excited. Don't, don't tempt it, her. It's gonna fuck. It's gonna happen, <laughs> uh, dude. She cannot. Yeah. Cannot. She needs some wins. Happen. She needs some wins. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. needs a win. Yeah. She needs wins She's on the big. Taking screen. a lot of L's. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake, what about you? Oh, Thing you're most excited for. Probably Ahsoka season two at this point. Yeah. Yep. I love the Mortis arc and I really want to see Me too. where they go with that. And I also really want to see what they do with Balin's character and how they work around that because, you know, I just don't know how they're gonna to top the casting that they got the first time around. And how 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 do you do with that? How do you deal with that? As a filmmaker or yeah. a director, like I just don't even know where to start. So I am I'm torn between the what if series if it does come to fruition and Ahsoka season two. I'm excited for Mando Mando and Grogu, obviously. Oh, yeah. But but I, I think God, just continue the story of Ahsoka. Like that is the thing that I'm most interested in right now. And then having fun with the what if series. Between those two, I'm probably leaning to Ahsoka just barely because I love the Ahsoka story so much, and I that was a big cliffhanger. We need answers yeah. to what was going on, but what if could be so much fun? It could be. So. Big week, guys. Big big week. What so, if Bacta uh, was actually manufactured by by like using Ewoks? Like Bacta was made of Ewoks. Swing greens made of exactly. people. That is interesting. Hey, by the way, I want to point out that uh, Golden Globe winner for acting from uh, uh, the latest Martin Scorsese film, by the way, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, she got into acting because she wanted to play an Ewok. Interesting story. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, that's hilarious. Growing up, she thought Ewoks were cool. She wanted to get into acting so she mm-hmm. could play an Ewok. That's that what got her into what acting. That's what George wanted Golden for, Globe. was to like, make yeah. the kids excited. So obviously it Definitely worked for did. somebody. It worked. I thought that was a great That's little story cool. and a little, little side, yeah. you know, uh, aside from, from Star I, Wars and all that. I, I'd also throw out, if you guys haven't watched Light and Magic. Light uh, and Magic. Oh, yeah. Like a, a bunch of yeah. episodes now. Yeah. If you, they're, they're slowly working their way through the, the different time, you know, times of Star Wars. But if you haven't watched it, it's pretty good. Are there like, new episodes? Pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay. uh, they... I perceive that new episodes have dropped, but it could just be like some. I watched it when uh, it came out last play. year, so yeah, yeah I okay. watched it then, but uh, didn't know if there's new episodes coming out, so I have to check that out. Got to check just to make sure. All right, guys, well that wraps up the show for today. Make sure you join us for the next show, which, if all goes according to plan, will be in a couple weeks. Uh, if something big happens, though, or you know, we figure out we've got to just talk about the icy tundra of the U.S., we, Let, we'll, let's we'll be honest, Nate, we just miss each other. We do. I mean, <laughs> yes, we have our text conversation, but it's nice to actually hang out yes, with you guys. It is. That, that is for sure. So remember, catch us on your podcast catcher of choice, uh, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa device, anywhere you want to, you can catch us there. And also follow us on our social media. And uh, do leave a kind review, if you would, on your podcast catcher of choice uh, to let us know that uh, you're listening, that you appreciate what we're doing and uh, encourage others to join in the fun with us. And we do love to interact with you as well. And, and so you can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, I'm sorry, X, Instagram, 
all those places. You can also see interviews with different celebrities and people who've made Star Wars that we've got on our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you check us out, the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast. And remember, if you don't follow the Force Geeks, you're looking for your Star Wars in all Duran places. Talk to you soon, and may the Force be with you always. Yeah.